Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. And I'm Jacob. This is episode 183, and tonight we are reviewing Society of the Snow. The first 2024 release. Don't get it twisted. It's not a 2023 movie. Right, Jacob? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, some people aren't happy with, with our rules, our system, but you know what? It's our fucking show. We do what we want. Bitch. So, uh, whatever. How are you? What's going on? What's new? You know, I haven't talked about this yet, but I've been reading a lot lately. Oh. Yeah. And actually, I think it's kind of relevant because the two of the books, well, technically three books that I've been reading recently, first has been Project Hail Mary, which is by Andy, I don't know how to pronounce Where? Weir? It's the same author who did The Martian, and it's also getting a movie. And I don't, I think the director is this their first one. So I don't know how good it's already planned for a movie. Don't know how it's going to be, but the book is amazing. It's one of the best books I've ever read. And I think it could be better than The Martian, story wise at least, but who knows? And then I'm also reading now The Three-Body Problem, which is a Chinese book that's getting a Netflix show, and it's a trilogy. I'm on book two. I don't think it's as amazing, but <laughs> I think it will work for a Netflix show. Okay. Now, are the any either of these YA books? No, I would say... Not a, they're sci-fi. Both are sci-fi, but I wouldn't say they're YA at all. All right, all right. Just checking. Just checking. I mean, Very definitely cool. the way Andy Weir writes. If you've seen The Martian and like that kind of humor, is like literally how he writes. So it's very like constantly like joking and lighthearted in a style of writing that's really easy to read. But I wouldn't say young adult. It's very heady stuff, and then. Three body problem isn't at all. It's very technical and honestly kind of too technical at parts. The writing is just not nearly as fluid, but it's interesting story for sure. Very cool. Hey, you know what? I uh, now that the lists have been done, also plug for last episode. Check out our top ten movies of twenty twenty three. Anyway, now that Cram Jam is done, I should uh, get back to my Quentin Tarantino book because I was trying to watch the movies as I read through that. Nice. And then obviously when I got to the end of the year, I was trying to only watch the new releases. But uh, yeah, I got to get back to that. Well, if you find time also, Project Hail Mary is fucking awesome. Okay, yeah, that's I got to get through. I got to get through this one. This would be like if I finish this book by Quentin Tarantino, it would be the first book I've read in a long time. So... Yeah, I'm just on a kick lately. Cooking and reading. I don't know what's going on. Well, you have to cook to eat. I mean, I guess you don't have to, but. <laughs> yeah, you could just order DoorDash all the time. Come on. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Soylent diet. But. Ugh. Um, yeah, Speaking cool, of eating I'll, humans. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not yet. Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not a lot new here. Just, well, uh, what about the lions though? Huge. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's cool, good, good for them. Uh, first, well, we're one one game away from the Super Bowl. Farthest we've made it in. Well, I, I guess I say since we won now, I don't know what the new stat is to keep up on because it was that we hadn't made it to the playoffs or won that whatever game in 32 years or whatever, 31 years or something like that. But now that they won this game, I don't know what the new updated time is. I know. I was going to say, like, my entire lifetime, they have been terrible. Yes. And I think the key was me leaving Michigan. Apparently, that was what helped the Lions finally do it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that must have been it. If they win the Super Bowl, they were never (laughs) invited back, so... Uh, no, yeah, just, uh, finished up a extremely cold week here. I don't know how cold it got there, but. I mean, it's cold, but it's like regular Michigan cold here and everybody is freaking out about it. Like (laughs) we got like a couple inches of snow and they're like, oh my God, like it's been dead at the pharmacy because like people are terrified to go out. And I'm just like, this is just like every winter in Michigan. (laughs) <laughs> but they haven't had snow in two years here. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I thought they had snow. Didn't they get snow in like Tennessee or Texas or something? Yeah, Michigan? they not even here. <laughs> this That's why I heard somebody say it's been like two years since we had snow. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. I brought it with me. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's it's made me uh, made me really connect with the movie more, you know? Bracing that uh, <laughs> negative twenty windshield. You just like, kept the windows open. Windows You're like, I gotta feel what they feel. Well, I was like, if this is if this is close to, or if that temperature was colder, then it's you really are like, damn, that sucked. That <laughs> would have fucking sucked. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't there. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. here. It's supposed to be sixty on Friday, by the way. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't even know what I don't even know what this upcoming week is. Can tell you in about two seconds here. Um, yeah, this week much much warmer. We got highs of 35, 40, 41. <laughs> so yeah, it's looking looking a lot better. All right. Anyway, enough weather talk. Um, before we get into our feature review, we do have a featured beer here, and it would uh great tie-in. I think there. it is actually. <laughs> um. No, I mean, it is. It's like the exact opposite of uh, the situation. I mean, you could say it's it's kind of like the end. Yeah, yeah, you could. (laughs) I would say that. Um, But no, this is uh, called Finding Paradise. It is an IPA from our good friends at Pizza Port Brewing Company. Good beer brings good cheer. Um, Let me pull this up. Actually, I don't even have this ready yet. Rookie mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could pull it up every once in a while. I have it up. Take it away if you want. All right. We got some details here. Finding Paradise is a medium body West Coast style IPA brewed with Citra, Nelson, Eldorado, and Centennial hops. You expect aromas and flavors of grapefruit, citrus. Citrus isn't, is that an actual fruit? (laughs) I'm like, aren't Uh, these citrus fruits? (laughs) And so, yeah, say grapefruit is grapefruit and lemon are <laughs> citrus fruits. So, a little redundant, but but all right, we'll forget lemon you. gooseberry, ooh, tropical with papaya, resonant, resinous, 
resinous <laughs> bread, dough, and lemongrass. Okay. This is followed by moderate bitterness. Paradise can be found with every sip. Coming in at 7% ABV. Is that the same as the can? I don't think so. Oh, it is. Nice. And 65 IBUs. These gooseberries taste like gooseberries. <laughs> and we kind of really liked their last beer, didn't we? Wasn't that Pizza Port? Yes. The last IPA that we got from them. Yeah, it was pretty good. good. So, big expectations. It's coming in at 3.88. So, not too pretty bad. Good. Yeah, for like a regular IPA, American IPA, the 7%. That's like the perfect ABV. Perfect IBUs. Let's uh, let's crack her open. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Oh shit! Did you just have a me moment? Uh, yes. <laughs> I cracked it and it immediately started foaming out of the can. <laughs> I'm guessing it's because it was so cold here and I have that beer fridge outside. And even though I unplugged the yeah, fridge, yeah, I was going to say it was probably because of that. It's probably so cold. Fuck. Uh, let me grab some paper towel real quick. Meanwhile, I got a nice, uh, it's a pretty small head, maybe one finger. Very cloudy in appearance for just a west coast ipa maybe it's oh maybe it did say it's no it just says ipa so maybe it could be a little new englandy or hazy what a pro what a pro no, no <laughs> one vamping. No one even yeah no one even on the other <laughs> no one's listening to jacob and he's still talking gotta love it and yeah i'm ready to taste it now okay go for it i'm gonna Give your you can give your thoughts first. I got my head. I got a little head to go down first. It smells delicious. I was wrong. It's not hazy. It tastes like another very good, like West Coast IPA style, as we would say, Joshua and I. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is, I think, another winner. Wow, glad to hear it because uh, I did not want Pizza Port to fail us. Yeah, it's like one definitely you get those fruit notes, like the papaya or whatever they're saying, and it's citrusy, piney. Yeah, it's just good. Don't doesn't have any of that juiciness really. It's just like there, <laughs> bitter, and with the right amount of sweetness. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, they they figure their IPAs out. This is like That's really Little good. Stone or something. I don't know. Like they <laughs> got it down. Hmm. Yeah, mine's not. I mean, I'm not getting. It's not too bitter. No, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like you get a little bit of that hot bitterness, but it's it's fruity without being like a juicy. It's fruity but not juicy, and then it's just like. You get the happy citrus notes like perfectly. Mm. It's just balanced extremely well again. I would agree. I think it's I think it's pretty freaking good. P 
pizza port you're doing good shit keep it up dang yeah too bad the only time we've gotten them ever seen them is through our box maybe we'll have to uh maybe they're small enough we can reach out and get some yeah i know like some exclusive shit because <laughs> yeah come on pizza port i'll have to look at their fans on their uh gotta look at what else they provide on untapped sometime just to see because i have two ipas by them both really good but i want to see if they uh what's their range here IPA amber. So it looks like they pretty much well, there's a port blonde. Okay. Okay, they do have a lot of IPAs and pale ales, so uh, I'm guessing that's their specialty. Yeah, but a lot of people have that as their specialty and not all Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nail it. That's true. It is the most popular craft beer style, so you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, definitely uh definitely would try more of their stuff if we could find it. But yeah, I'm probably really I think I'll give this one a four two five right now. Oh, I'm a four five easily. Could go higher. That is what I gave the last one too, wasn't it? I don't like four, every I, sip I take of this though, honestly, it's like better. <laughs> hey. And this is yeah, it's yeah, a winner for sure. Mm-hmm. Joshua has these beers, right? I don't know. Oh, I don't he, know if he, he got the second package. Right, because, yeah, I mean, he definitely got the first one, and then I don't know if he kept his subscription active after taking his hiatus from the show. Definitely, yeah, I, I highly doubt he has a third package, but this was from the second one, so maybe yeah, he forgot. Yeah, if he did, he's, like, to, uh, missing out. Because <laughs> they our are killing it. Yeah, we'll have to check in and ask. And I actually had low expectations because, no offense, I think Pizza Port is kind of like a not the best name. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what I, it is about it, but Pizza Port, I just think this is going to be like a touristy like beer. No, I, I kind of agree. I, I had lower expectations when we had the first one. Something to do with the can. like Yeah, and I don't think the art is like super, like, right. I don't know, like stand out to me. But doesn't matter if what you have inside of it is fucking good. It's true. Very true. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely a recommend from us. All right. Well, is that it on Finding Paradise? Yep. Shall we get into our featured review then? Let's do it. Okay. So we're talking Society of the Snow. Uh, Society of the Snow is written and directed by J.A. Bayona. Uh, with a screenplay credit to Bernat Velaplena, um, also Jamie Marque- Marquez, and Nicholas Casarigo. Um, it stars Enzo v- Vagnirik, Augustin Pardea, Matthias, Matthias Recalt, and Esteban. Bigliardi. Holy shit. Uh, The flight of a rugby team crashes on a glacier in the Andes. The few passengers who survive the crash find themselves in one of the world's toughest environments to survive. What did you think of Society of the Snow? 
So I think Society of Snow is a very technically, yes, like well done movie. I think it kind of overstayed itself for me, like overstayed its welcome. It was a bit, I, I don't like, I feel like it's mean to say, but like boring. <laughs> Once you, I already got like, like the point it was going for. And I do think you had some intense moments, but then those after that, it's like, it's like a terrible thing that was happening, but like it is so long and not that much happens. And like yeah, when like you already know already and like, yeah, like escape. I already know the terribleness of it. It's yeah. like, okay, now we're just watching the, you know, the terribleness of it. And it just, and I didn't also love the like narration. I don't know. Like, I think it was fine, but, like, something about it, I would have liked to live more in the moment and have it speak through that than, like, have a narrator, I guess, where I feel like, as a documentary, this could have been as intense, but... Yeah, and where, also, where that narration goes, like, that, you know, the moment where it turns into something else, Mm -hmm. it, like, didn't really hit like i feel like the way that it was intended to yeah i didn't mean it didn't hit me at all i didn't like or yeah (laughs) get anything from that at all yeah because there's a point where it obviously yeah it turns into something else without spoiling it and it's um yeah i just felt like uh okay like why or like is is a bit flat does that add right yeah (laughs) Anyway, so that was my yeah. Team. I mean, like it looked good. I and I love the story. Like it's so it's such a crazy and like very interesting story. And I didn't see the original, like movie that was also based on this. Yeah, so, I haven't seen it either. Like that that called? made this um, one alive. alive yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I can't compare the two. So I don't know if that one was a better story or this one's better. But like, as far as like telling a story, it it seemed well done and from I, I did read through the wikipedia afterwards and it seemed like it was like hit all the notes perfectly and i even think i read something how like it was filmed in the spot like where this actually was oh really wow yeah apparently they did an interview and like the person one of the survivors had trouble watching it because like it was literally like in the spot where they were mm-hmm. so yeah, like, so that's all, like, super interesting, but it's just, it was kind of, I mean, it was long and kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would mostly agree. Um, I think, and I push back a little bit on, like, technically very well made. I do think it's well made, but I kind of didn't really like the look of it that much. I, um, yeah, I think I, that's fair. I just meant maybe like acting I thought was pretty good. It's hard to know exactly, but I thought like it was pretty good, but no, I would, I would agree with, I like the crash. (laughs) I would agree with, I would agree with like the technical stuff for the most part. I'm trying to talk about like there was a weird, it like had a weird look that I just didn't love. And there was some stuff in the, like when they're actually on the mountain that I loved that like looked amazing, but yes, like, leading up to it leading up to the crash and some other parts just 
Um, I don't know if there was like they were trying to give it the aesthetic of the time period because it was. Did you also get a feeling like of like locked up abroad or something? (laughs) I don't know why I got that feeling and how like the filter or something, the color grading was or something. You never seen locked up abroad? No. Fuck is wrong with you? Uh, I'm. I don't know. I'm behind on the foreign. It's like a, is that reality TV? I'm behind on the foreign reality. No, it's on National Geographic. It's about it. Like tells the story of the people who are like drug mules. Usually, they go to other countries, and then they're locked up in that country because they get caught on the way back. And they're all true stories. It's a I documentary. don't watch that shit. Okay, it's been going on for like a decade. Uh, I've never seen it. Sorry. Well, it's on Disney Plus, so you should okay. get on that. Yeah, I'll just put it on my list of thousands of things to watch. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's going to be priority number one. Get real. Um, yeah, no, it just did. It did have like a weird look to it at some points, and I wasn't crazy about it. But yeah, to your point, it is it is quite long, and the crash happens very fast, which also leads me to a big problem that I have with the movie. There is no time to like develop any of these people as like to get to know them. What they- before that yeah so it gets into the crash like literally probably within less than 15 minutes into the movie i you know i thought that was kind of crazy actually that was so early on yeah and the movie's so long and it's like okay i think we could have spent more time getting to know them as people you could have showed them playing rugby as a team you could have almost like with this runtime you could have had like a whole like sports (laughs) movie beforehand yeah yeah it's just so funny that like they do it. They they try to give you this build up in like ten or fifteen minutes to establish them as you know real humans and characters and or, uh, real humans and people, and it just it doesn't hit because like all of the deaths like they seem. I I'm sorry if again, but like none of them really connect or like give you that yeah emotional gut punch because like I don't know them and I totally feel that it's so corny when they do like the continuous flashbacks of like when they like sit, mention somebody's name and they do a flashback to like, they no. only have t- t- 10 minutes of movie to flash back to. So the worst, <laughs> the so worst funny. is like the double announcements of name scene. I'm like, Oh my God, this is uh, yeah. like such a long scene. They have to say it twice and show each of them. And I'm like, Oh, that was that guy's name. Like what, what was, what part did he do? <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's why like, when they do those flashbacks, it's like, oh, it's to remind you of who it is or whatever. But there's only so much to like to a minute flashback yeah. to. Yeah. And it's like the the scene in the bar where they're, uh, you know, preparing, talking about their trip or whatever. They're all excited about it. And it's like, OK, Oh, that was the guy yeah. who was also excited about the trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just like emotionally, none of that stuff worked like I get the paying. I think like the names on screen with the with the the how old they were was more of like a respect thing. That's fine. I don't really like it in a movie like this, like a a narrative film that's not a documentary. It just seems out of place. See, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. But like Like as a a, a documentary would have been good. Right, right. With recreations or something, yeah. uh, but yeah, like, you know, these survival true stories should be like an easy slam dunk. And it's not that I dislike the movie. I'm Overall, I will be 
positive on this movie. I'm gonna. I mean, say the that. story is so crazy and like harrowing that of course it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and there's great individual scenes for sure, but yeah, uh, on a whole, there's quite a bit of problems that bring it down to like a watchable movie that I probably would never return to because I know the story now and it's yeah, so. Yeah, can you long. imagine watching this again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just would never think of it. So, yeah, I feel I feel like we have. A lot of the same problems and i don't know maybe we can uncover more in spoilers but i would say that's about it for my general impressions mm-hmm. um so yeah this is a true story it's already been a movie there's probably a documentary about it out there somewhere as well um but if you don't want to be spoiled for society of the snow check the show notes skip forward um but yeah the the moment i was alluding to with the narration uh is when, when he our, died <laughs> yeah our uh uruguayan uh, Adam Driver dies. And I I, I'm, I laughed when you sent me that invite. I'm like, oh my god, I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, he dies and he's the narrator and he's like, my name was whatever, whatever, and this, and it like he continues to narrate it and uh, I don't know if there's like some. I mean, most of them at the time were religious. I don't know if Jay Bayona or whatever is like. It seems like it's it was supposed to be like a thing. Like he's talking to them. Or talking to us from, from afterlife or something yeah and it just like was a weird i don't know just none of that really worked for me but yeah what did you think no i actually like i completely agree i didn't even know i'm like i don't know it took me a second for i'm like oh he's the one who's been narrating the whole time but <laughs> oh like i don't know why he's even like like why choose him as the narrator though i don't know like well so my my thought is that it was because he wasn't on the rugby team and he also oh. survived like well didn't survive sorry and because he died but like he was there basically like they begged him to go right and he like he was brought into this situation because of like okay. his friends so okay so that's what that's what I got from it sure yeah. I mean that's yeah. fine I, I want to say a little nitpick was that when uh, they showed him, that one guy taking the pictures of everyone and they talked like had narration about like, it was like they were on a trip, blah, blah, blah. And, but it showed like when they left that the camera was left behind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the camera was not left behind because I actually, it shows the pictures at yeah, the end and the credits yeah. <laughs> too. So I'm like, why did, would they even show the camera? being? Or like the guy who is like, I'm not leaving unless I take my suitcase. But then it was like, why? Oh, that was funny. <laughs> well, he he collected. I know a, he like collected like mem- mementos. Things. Yeah. But that scene was so. But funny not the camera. Like, like why? Like, they- <laughs> no, it was so funny because he's like the guy, the pilot or whatever was like, leave it. Leave. We he's don't. Like, we don't have the weight. And he's like, we don't do it. And then he's like. Okay, bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, it's like, why wouldn't you just say bring it on in the first place? Yeah. If, if it was so, I thought it was going to be like a very, like a crucial thing where he's like, I he's like, okay, we'll come back for you. Yeah, yeah we'll he has, it's it. like, no, it, immediately, <laughs> like immediately. I okay, come on. <laughs> he's like, all right, fuck the weight. Just bring it on. <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like, so what if they cool. crash and then now it's the second story where they like the helicopter crashed and now they have to save the helicopter. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty good. Um, okay, yeah, what, let's get to the, uh, get to what everybody's talking about in this thing. Um, the cannibalism. 
Uh, a little. I mean, I seen Raw. Was, I think it's yeah. a little. <laughs> I, I just I get the feeling that this the 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 public opinion about this movie is like it it's kind of pushing boundaries and like it's you know fucked up and honestly i think i it could don't have think, gone, think so at all i think further. it was pretty mild i think it could have gone further i, I yeah that's what i'm saying like i completely agree with you like raw is way worse than this right <laughs> like which yeah, i know that's like, going for different things but i just don't think yeah. like I know they were like building up like they didn't want to, but for some reason I never felt like it was that big of a like a hurtful thing that they had to do. I don't know. Like they there were certain things that like I was like kinda like I only like cringed at like a couple things and it's like if they were in this situation, like shit would be like so like just I'm like imagining the pain that they felt at certain points, like sleeping exposed, like you know they have to stay outside yeah it's oh my like god just like the frostbite and the like cold in your in your joints that you feel like shit like that i feel like was not conveyed to the to the best extent yeah like really i mean like maybe we're just desensitized by watching like cronenberg and like <laughs> all these other things but like this it did feel pretty mild to me and i wanted it to be like grotesque like for me like you need to go way overboard that everyone would be like just like almost mad that that was in it and then it's like yeah that is the feeling you want to convey that it's so disgusting and like that's how they probably felt and like you just gotta like really push it and then that's for me is what it should have done and it did not do that yeah like i'm not disagreeing that we're desensitized to a lot of things but like i feel like when you're watching when you're watching a movie like cronenberg or something like that for example you it's it's another universe right you can you can place Mm -hmm. it and just say like this isn't real i know this isn't real whatever a movie like this where it's based on a true story is real it's easier to like get that upsetting feeling um because you know this actually happened to people and and it's and it's real and like that should be easier to get across. And I feel like none of that was really pushed to the extent, like a perfect example I'll say is like when the avalanche happens and they get um, every, like people get buried under the snow and then like they pull some out or whatever and some don't survive. Or, but like to really get the, like the, the horrifying aspect, like across to the audience, they should have made what the guy that uh, the husband's story, they should have made that a scene in the movie mm-hmm. where like, he's literally like crushing his own wife. Yeah. Why didn't they? And, like, yeah. I, like, I was I confused. They didn't between, show that. He's like, I have to choose between saving my own life and then trying to save her or just like, we both die. And like, he like, that's a fucked up thing, but that's how it went. And that's obviously that's real life. Like, and survival instinct would tell you to do the same thing. And that so he saves himself and then obviously tries to save her but couldn't but by save but by saving himself he also was crushing her like he killed so her yeah if they would have put like had that play out in the movie that would have been something that really I feel like would have connected to how like, like show that desperation was yeah and they don't they just tell it they tell it in a story rather than show yeah. it I guess I that's what I was saying why like a documentary for me would have felt like as intense as this because like it's just a fucking intense story but like if you're gonna do this as a film like show 
the intensity. <laughs> like, yeah. show those moments, not like me read, like I can read this on Wikipedia and like, fuck, that's horrible. Like, I can't imagine this. But like in a movie, don't make me imagine it. Show me it and then make me feel that. Like that cringy, like grotesque that they had, like situations that they had to go through. And yeah, I do feel like it was a bit tame on a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much agree. Um, well, I guess we've said a lot of things, I guess negative things. It sounds like we're more negative than I feel like we both are going to come out with. Um, I will say, yeah, I really liked the crash scene. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Even though, yeah, they, I kind of didn't like, well, I liked it too because I don't know. I guess I'm split is what I'm saying on the, the whole scene where they kind of show, I don't know if it's slow-mo or not. I can't remember. Um, anyway, they show a lot of like the, the, how people were like breaking limbs and stuff. Yeah. I don't think crash. it was slow motion. <laughs> okay. Well, there was those moments, which is nice because again, that actually shows you like how extreme a plane crash is. And like, I feel like in other movies and shows like planes will crash and it's like, you know, lost. Everybody's just scattered on the beach and everybody's fine. When it, in reality, this is probably more similar to uh, what would happen. Um, so you see that at angle of it, but the, the sound design and just, mm. I guess just like the way that yeah. it looked was kind of like corny but I, overall, did, did, I, I did you like not that. get the same feeling as like uh, thanks? What that fucking Thanksgiving was it? Eli Roth Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah. It was like that level almost of like what it looked like, like the right, mall yeah. Black Friday scene. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what I guess what I'm getting yeah. at. It's like it wasn't terrible, but no. like mixed with the sound design of like they really amplified like the bone breaking and everything. <laughs> like just kind of put it over the top and that's kind of actually the tone of like the whole movie is like a little bit like too sentimental corny and like i feel like it's the movie is really trying to like emotionally manipulate you and i didn't fall for it mm, i agree but anyway uh we're trying to stay positive i forgot oh shit um <laughs> Plane crash. Besides that, was cool. Looked pretty good. Um, and everything with the uh, I I really like the ending with the two guys. And he's like, like that, especially that one guy's speech where he's like, you know, are you going to continue this? It's like death either way. And he's like, I would rather just push through and continue this. Like I have, he had faith that they were within reach of, you know, mm -hmm. survival. And especially with the ending, like how that all looked, because it was yeah. such a contrast to basically you're seeing snow the whole time. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, yeah, yeah I yeah, agree I like that. that. Those moments were pretty good, especially like one point he said, you're asking me to like die with you. He's like, no, I'm asking you to like come with me to save them. But like at the same time, they had no idea that they were actually going to make it to the end. So mm -hmm. he's basically asking that guy to die with him. Like, cause like for all they know, they're not like going to make it. There's no way they're going to make it. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. True. 
and uh, yeah, like hearing it was pretty crazy too to know that uh, like their mentality uh, early on had to have been crushed because they overheard on the radio that they had called searches off. Like, yeah, that actually happened too. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I feel like yeah, it that did actually stay, happened. A lot of it's like a lot of the stuff in the movie stayed very close. Yeah, to they actually the made a radio. They actually heard that, and it actually crushed all of them. <laughs> Because they're like, well, we're dead. Yeah, very true. I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the praise and compliments to give would be just saying things that actually happened. And mm-hmm. it's cool that the movie stayed so close to the story to portray those things. But it's like, am I, am I loving the movie or am I like impressed with the story? Yeah, exactly. I'm more impressed with the story, but the movie did a good job of portraying that story. Um, very close to, you know, what actually happened. And yeah, it's just something that, like, like I said, wouldn't want to return to or rewatch ever. But um, okay. Do you have any other thoughts on Society of Snow? Any other spoilers? No. Okay. Uh, what are you going to give it out of five stars? I don't want, I'll give it, I'll give it a 3.5. Whoa, you I know it's high. (laughs) Well, I am a three. That is where I was at, but you know, then I looked at other things I gave it three and (laughs) (laughs) hey, you can't do that. Come on. (laughs) I shouldn't do that. You're right. But if I ever watch it again, maybe it'll go down. (laughs) Well, we are pretty much already said that. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it again. It is a 3.5 for life. Okay. Uh, If you have nothing else, we can get into some nano reviews. Um, I have a decent amount because I'm going to try to burn through some of the things that uh, did not make the top 10 list um, just so I can get my thoughts out there. Yeah, I have one. (laughs) Okay. I will go then. I have one, two, three, four, five, six things. <laughs> Maybe I'll do three, and then you can go, and then I'll do my last three. <laughs> do it. All right, so I watched The Iron Claw. Um, This was getting quite a bit of hype. It was very high on my, uh, on my, high, on my anticipated movies of 2023. And uh, overall, I did like it. But I think it's overrated. Uh, oh wait, it should. Uh, there we go. On top of it, as always, overrated as fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's good, not great. I think it has a lot of pacing problems. Um, the one moment that everybody's talking about is towards the towards the end. Um, a a. Uh, Let's just say it's a not not real, not happening in in reality moment, um, and it's like, okay, do you like this moment or not? I will go on the side of I hated it. So there's that, but uh, the performances <laughs> are very good. Um, it is an interesting story, but yeah, it's it it runs into a problem where after you get established with the family, uh there's a lot of traumatic things that happen in this family. And it's like, 
tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. And it's, mm. it doesn't give you a lot of time to sit with those. And so you're to, like worn down by it. Them. You become numb. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like those are less effective when they're paced that way. Like this should have been either way longer or maybe a mini series or something. I don't know. There's even a whole, there's a whole other brother that they didn't even put in the movie who also died. Like the story is pretty crazy. This is something Wait, so is this a true story? It. Yeah, this is a true story. <laughs> okay, because I, I know nothing about it. I just am interested in seeing it. Yeah, I would probably rather see a documentary of this for sure than than the dramatized version. Also, um, can you explain your uh, review? On okay. that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my review is, proof women won't wear the same outfit <laughs> twice no matter the occasion, or no matter what the occasion. Uh, the mom, uh, because... Well, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I mean, it's not spoiler to say that like some of the brothers die or whatever, but like one brother dies, she goes to the the, the funeral, obviously, and then like not much time passes and another brother dies and like she doesn't have anything else to wear but the same dress and she's like, I can't wear the same dress to this funeral or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Maybe a little insensitive, but, um, you know. Fair. You got to laugh through the pain. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I gave it a three. Um, maybe I'll revisit it one day. I am interested in, uh, the, the nest though, cause this was coming up on some lists in 2020 when that came out and I, it was actually my cousin recommended it to me and she said it was like pretty good. And it's, I think it just came on Netflix too. So I might check that out, but yeah, Iron Claw, it's definitely worth a watch. I think you would like it more especially having a brother i don't know if it's hard with me not having one it's true i've heard that's what people uh people connect with it more what was Um, that one uh uh pixar movie that was with the two brother like elves or something (laughs) you don't remember that it like came out like my god I just know, like, Josh and I, we were, like, tearing up during that movie, and I'm sure that did nothing for you. You figure it out. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Uh, to a Pixar. Are you, are you Onward. Pixar? Onward. Oh, that was. Okay. Yeah. Onward. I, did, I saw that, too. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Sure. Um, okay. Next, I watched Anatomy of a Fall. Now, this is getting even more hype than the Iron Claw. It's winning awards left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Anatomy of a Fall, but I also think it is a little overrated. Overrated as fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I do like the procedural, the procedural element and the courtroom drama and all of that, but... Everybody's been saying, "Oh, the the French courtrooms are it's insane. It's a circus. It's it's wild." Um, yeah, I didn't really get that angle from this. Like, have it's they a watched life. Judge Judy? It's different than the American system, obviously, but like, it's not. I don't think it's that wild or like crazy. Like people keep calling it a a circus, and yeah, it's just it's interesting to see it portrayed on film and like it makes for it makes for interesting scenes but it's yeah i don't know going in with those expectations i think was a bad bad idea but everything else i mean i do like there's an amazing scene where uh 
an audio recording comes to light and then they actually re they are that scene plays out um as a flashback and you get to see the things that happen that was really good um i did like the kid in it as well who is blind i think the kid is blind in real life too maybe i don't know anyway um yeah great performances uh Good screenplay. It just didn't... I didn't get that like thematic through line that I feel like people are praising it for. And it's kind of like... I've seen this in a better story. Like, Marriage Story, it's not the same because one of them doesn't die. But, like, I don't know. I feel like all it's really saying is, like, marriages are hard. You have fights and... I guess this is just what would happen if one, if one person died and you were put under a microscope. Like it's not as interesting as I think people are portraying it unless I'm missing something, which definitely could be as well. But I guess I didn't get really what makes, what makes this story so interesting. And like people are talking about like the ending so much and it's, I don't think it's that, that great. So I gave it a 3.5. Uh, that one I would actually rewatch someday. Um, and very interested to see what, uh, what is her name? Justine Trier and her partner who made this movie together. They uh, collab again. Could be good. Uh, okay, moving on to Master Gardener, um, which is Paul Schrader's new film and possibly completes the trilogy of uh um what would be the word anal men um <laughs> who are very good at particular things um so yeah it's about uh you know Joel Edgerton's character is a gardener for this you know very lavish garden uh, takes someone under his wing, and he has a very dark past as a as a white supremacist neo Nazi, and just like has to come to terms with that. I guess um, this one definitely watchable. I did like it as well, but yeah, it kind of it kind of was like the the card counter. I think is a little bit better, but so of the three, this is my least favorite one of the trilogy, quote unquote trilogy. Um. I just feel like his, the past didn't like the way that it incorporates into like his story and life was kind of forced a bit. And then there's a really weird love connection where like, it doesn't make much sense. And she finds out about his past and then is pretty quick to forgive it after being like really upset about it. There's just like some, missteps for sure i would say in what could have been a better story and movie like it's interesting but again like the either the themes are lost on me or not as fleshed out as they could have been so i gave it a three um i do want to i definitely want to go back and rewatch uh first reformed maybe the card counter and if i do that might as well throw this in there as well, but um, okay. There's my three. So hit me with what you got. 
All right. So this one was I had to watch because it was a recommendation from Joshua. And that was the legend of deification. I don't know if that I don't know how to the word looks like defecation. <laughs> but okay. This was by Chang Tang and Li Wei. It's a Chinese animation, CG animated movie. Fuck. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, uh, it's on, what was this? Uh, Paramount, I think. Yeah, but what's <laughs> it, it called? The Legend of... Legend of Deification. Well, D-E-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. I'm not getting anything. <laughs> it's on Letterboxd. Sure All right, did you I, log I, in? To to I did profile. log in. You need to go to my profile and on there now. Holy like the shit. second one. And yeah, it was interesting. Uh, the animation was oh, average to like beautiful, depending on the scene. Like some of the scenes, the animation looked like. Just the scene itself looked stunning, but most of the animation was pretty standard. Not like it, none of it was bad, but it wasn't like mind blowing in any way. Uh, I was mostly interested in just the story itself. It's based on basically Taoism, which I, for me, I'm completely unaware of. My girlfriend, she's very aware of <laughs> being Chinese. So, she did not like it as much as me. Oh, yeah. Because of its views of it, but honestly, it was it was pretty interesting. I think it failed in a lot of areas that it tried to do and trying to be like make the characters very like interesting. It like was getting there and then all of a sudden just dropped off and then it was just like ending after ending after ending it was like it had like five endings by the end of it i'm just like okay this is terrible now like it started off pretty strong and interesting and then just like devolved into like nonsense basically by the end of it but you know like these guys i don't think really did anything before i think it's interesting that china is trying to put out things like on a pixar scale type thing mm. so i wanted to give it a little bit of credit for that it's definitely something that being a westerner where i'm not at all familiar with all of this stories and history for me i got more out of it and yeah. would like to see more from this because i don't know i'm so interested in like norse mythology and like greek mythology and it like uh roman mythology and even like japanese i'm pretty familiar with a lot of things but this one is like was so alien and interesting that it's i think it's worth a watch and i did overall enjoy it it's not very long 105 minutes but i it definitely didn't succeed in a lot of the areas that it should have and they haven't made anything since so maybe they just killed it after this but yeah i think it is worth a watch it's, i think it's on paramount 
And I don't even think it's like Paramount Plus. I think it's just Paramount. You, I, I watch it with ads. So, uh, well, maybe IMDb isn't compatible with Paramount, but it's, yeah, it doesn't show it in Letterbox either. That's why, like, when Joshua told me that, I'm like, um, I don't yeah. think so. But like, I actually had to go to Paramount or not Paramount Peacock. I think. Okay, I'll say it's on Peacock. Peacock, so. yeah. <laughs> Peacock, uh, Jacob, get it right. Uh, oh, there's so many fucking streaming things now. Um, okay, reason for the uh, title discrepancy, IMDb has it listed under its original title, Zhang, which is Zhang, Zhang Zia, which is just the name of the guy. So, honestly, no. I think the legend of deification is fucking terrible. I don't honestly what know what that means at all. Taoism is very complex. It put me on a whole rabbit hole of looking into it after this. So I guess that it was effective in that way, but I don't know if that's effective as a movie part or me just being a nerd about this kind of like myth. I love mythology and diving into it after seeing it, but yeah, I don't know. That title sucks. (laughs) Yeah. You have to, um, everything is about balance and, um, after, Long day of science, you have to uh, get into some mythology. You know? Such is life. Yep. And I gave it a three. She gave it, my girlfriend gave it a two. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. Okay. Um, Moving on to Fallen Leaves, directed by Aki. Karasmaki. Not sure. I think it's uh. What's the country? Sounds Japanese. I can't remember. No, I don't know. What's I can't remember where he's from. Uh, Finnish. Yes, film is Finnish. Finnish. Yes, Finnish. Um. So yeah, this was getting quite a bit of buzz as well. Um. Now, (laughs) I know before, I said that uh, those other movies were overrated but this one overrated as fuck is really overrated because i was positive i was positive on those other two movies um but this one i'm sorry i actively disliked it i thought this one was extremely boring uh it's basically just a kind of well it's i mean it's basically just a rom-com but the comedy is very like flat and um uh what's called uh dry yeah um and it's hard to get deadpan yeah deadpan exactly and it's hard to really understand i guess all of the jokes like when even though there's subtitles and everything like it is a finished movie and i get that they're like everything's delivered in this dry manner and and it's deadpan like but nothing like I chuckled maybe once and it's supposed to be, I think the, I guess romance comedy, you could say either one of those as the top genre, um, but didn't find it that funny. The romance angle, like it was just very plain and ordinary. And then they do this thing where it's set against like the, I guess it's set in, pretty much present times or maybe when it was made so they do this weird thing where they set it a lot of scenes against like a radio story of like the um of the ukraine war 
and like the Russia's invasion and stuff. And I don't know if it's what exactly it's going for there to say that your life could be worse or like worse things could be happening because they're not both of these people like aren't in the best circumstances. They're struggling to hold a job and to pay their rent and to find love. And so I guess it's saying like, uh, you could be in a war, but I don't really think that that's like, I mean, there's problems all around the world. Like it just happened to be the worst thing. Everyone has problems. (laughs) Jacob's on top of it. We all have problems, but we have to serve the Lord. Um, Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's like the worst thing going on at the time. But I mean, really there's always something worse going on than your current situation. Probably at least. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I just, I didn't get the hype for it. I didn't really care for it. I thought it was quite boring. It's only 81 minutes and it felt like way longer. So that's another problem. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Just not for me. This is one where I definitely probably didn't get it. I need to watch some, uh, Got to go to YouTube for this one, get some some deep <laughs> But uh, yeah, Fallen Leaves, not it for me. Two stars. Um, okay, and then I watched Passages. This was on movie. This was also getting some hype. Directed by Ira Sachs. Uh, and I quite liked Passages. Um, it is an interesting angle because it's about a homosexual couple who ends up, well, I guess that's hard to say. The one guy (laughs) is obviously bi uh, because he falls in love with a woman and it's kind of about their like breakup. And it's, it really follows him, uh, Franz Rogowski and his character um, and him trying to balance these relationships and just figure out what he wants in life. And um, yeah, it was, it's, it was quite interesting, but I I did kind of go in with the expectation that it was like an affair type thing where he was, you know, he's with <laughs> his husband and he like starts seeing a woman on the side like to either experiment or try things out. And it's not that it's like they break up early and like he's just like with this girl. So it, the story kind of was already like less interesting in that angle because I don't know, I think the the more interesting story would be like him trying to do both and it, <laughs> it is that and it isn't that i don't know it's hard to explain you're but, like i wanted it a little more by uh yeah exactly um <laughs> you know just for the sexual thrill the <laughs> sexual thrill and there is a lot of sex in passages uh as i mentioned when we were putting up nominees for the horniest movie of the year passages easily could have been nominated but um yeah uh, overall, I did like it a lot. Uh, great performances. Um, yeah, just obviously not a story that I can relate to or connect with personally. Maybe this, th- I feel like this could hit for some people like extremely hard, like close to home, and they're probably going to connect hard. more. Oh, yeah. Uh, very, very hard. Holy shit, I'm going to come. Uh, but yeah, I, I would have to, would have to rewatch maybe to get more out of it and to see more, but, uh, I gave it a 3.5. I did like it. 
quite a bit. Uh, okay, and then last, I just watched this today. This was the other movie that I was talking about possibly reviewing, but it was also streaming Self-Reliance. This is the uh, the latest Lonely Island film. Ooh. So, you know, just expecting a wacky laugh riot of a time, and um, that was definitely not Self-Reliance. Uh, <laughs> first time, uh, directed by Jake Johnson, first time uh, director, uh, you know him as Nick from New Girl or Peter Parker from Spider-Man, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, this was, if you're talking about boring, Society of Snow, this was boring. Uh, I guess the concept is that he he gets roped into this dark web game to win a million dollars and he has to stay alive for 30 days, but there's they introduced this like loophole very early on where like if he's always with someone like the hunters, they call them the hunters can't kill him. And it's more about the loophole than about like the game and anything else in it. Cause he's like always trying to find a way to be next to someone or be with someone so that he doesn't get killed. And yeah, it's like he, they set it up where like he's in a very routine monotonous life and it's, you know, supposed to be one of those movies where doing this breaks him free of that. And I just feel like it it subverted those like cliches and themes that you would see in a movie going for that, but also like didn't do anything to make it more interesting beyond that. Like there's pr- probably a million examples of like someone leading, you know, the boring routine life and I, I mean F- Fight Club, they're easy example right there. Yeah. Um wanting to break free of that of that life and then it's things happen. Um, but this is more like about, I don't even, I, I, I'm struggling to come up with like what it's supposed to be saying or what it's actually about. It's, it was not that great. Um, very boring. There's some decent moments and I laughed, I guess maybe twice, but for Jake Johnson, who's been in comedies and like, that's like his, you know, forte and it's produced by the lonely island guys like i was expecting more laughs and uh definitely was short on that so with it not being funny not a very interesting premise to me not even sure thematically what it's going for and just how bored i was it's only 90 minutes i was uh pretty checked out on this one so ended up giving it a two i would not recommend it unless you're really struggling for something to watch (laughs) So it's getting better reviews, but you know, no free passes here. So, okay. That uh, wraps up my nano reviews. Anything else that you want to mention or cover? I already I talked would... about the books I read. Okay. Yeah. Save that for, uh, books and, uh, or no suds and suds and books. <laughs> suds and pages. Suds and... We, we come, we, I don't one? know. I, there, there needs to be wine and reading. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, the Suds and Cinema Book Club. All right. So, oh, I haven't even talked to you about to you about this yet. Ugh. Just uh, came up over this past weekend, but I think the plan next week is going to be the Zone of Interest. Uh, I want you to double check where, make sure that it's playing for you. But uh, Brad Should actually, reached, Brad reached out to me, and he wants to do a collab with us. So. 
Um, he wants to see it over the weekend. We're going to meet up, see it, grab some beers, and then uh, we'll plan a recording time. But uh, yeah, so we'll actually have a, a third for that one. It'll be pretty exciting. Love when we have a third. Love a threesome. Love a good threesome. So yeah, I think the plan's going to be zone of interest. If anything changes, we can uh, workshop it and put something out there. But does that sound good? Yep, it is playing here. Sweet. That was my most anticipated of 2023. It's already my most anticipated 2024. So I'm going to be excited to check that out. Okay, anything else uh, before we shut her down? Nope. Okay, well, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. And I am on both those as JSAL517 at JSAL517. All right, thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Cheers.